How sweet it is, everybody. Welcome to today's episode of the Jadava Show. A very, very happy Monday morning to you here on Black Monday around the NFL, as they like to call it. I'm your host, Jacob Valliere. As I said, it is a great Monday morning. Uh, the Washington football team are the NFC East champions for the first time since 2015. They... Uh, Won the division under first-year coach Ron Rivera. Ron Rivera is the first head coach of Washington to win a division in his first year since the 1970s. Uh, they won a division with Alex Smith, proving why we uh, traded for him a couple of years ago. Uh, I know it's the NFC East. The NFC East stinks. If we lost yesterday, the winner of the division would have been 6-10. and 10. I get it. I get it. Um, but someone's got to win it. No one thought it would be us. There was so much drama going on in the organization, and we figured out a way to win it. I mean, this was, I mean, you watched that game last night against the Eagles. That was one of the ugliest games I've ever watched in my life of watching. I've watched football for years and years and years. I've never seen a game like that. I mean, that was a game where both teams were like, here you go. Please win the game for me. Please. Even Washington. Washington came out in the second half and played about as horrible offensively as I've ever seen. Um, we dropped third down passes. I mean, McKissick dropped a third down pass. I think, uh, Logan Thomas did, uh, Alex Smith threw some horrible passes on, uh, third down, uh, through a couple of terrible interceptions. Uh, they gave up big plays to the opposing mobile quarterback. I mean, Jalen Hurts in the first half was running all over us and, uh, our quarterback couldn't move. Uh, we, we didn't give up. I mean, we, we couldn't move on third down. Alex Smith was literally a, he was standing perfectly still while the Eagles just blitzed. It was it was hard to watch. But you know what? It was a summary of our football team and what we've done this year because we had too much drama in the front office. Okay, Dan Snyder's got all these lawsuits, all these sexual misconduct allegations by former female employees clouding over the organization. Uh, you know, you have all that. You have, we changed the name of our team. We had Dwayne Haskins. Uh, who, you know, was a locker room headache, a nightmare uh, from a PR perspective, and overall a horrific, a horrific football player. Uh, so we had Dwayne Haskins. We had to overcome having Dwayne Haskins on the roster. Ron Rivera had cancer. That's a big deal. How many coaches have had cancer during a football season and still coached? Ron Rivera knew, like, this is my first opportunity with this team. I need to be out there. And he went out and he was out there. And that, that was awesome. And then Alex Smith, the story with Alex Smith, as I sit here wearing his jersey, uh, recording this podcast, he has slowly become one of my favorite players of all time. I know he looked awful last night, and I know he's looked awful most of this season. But, I mean, listen, you can't discount the fact that the guy literally at one point was not only told he'd never play again, was not only told that he may never walk again, he was told that he may have to amputate that leg. He was told he may die from infections in that leg. Playing again was like almost completely out of the question. And he still came out and started six games this year against all odds and went five and one. It's not like he started six games and that was enough. He went five and one, helped win a division title. Okay. He beat two division rivals. He beat Pittsburgh, who was previously undefeated. He missed two games. 
He came back and then got hurt again in the same leg. Missed two games, came back, and they just win with him. They lost both games without him. He is the most valuable player on this football team, and that's not even close. Okay, I know that he doesn't look the part, but he is still such an unbelievably valuable part of this team. We still figured out a way to get it done with him in the lineup. It was it was wonderful. We get a playoff appearance out of Chase Young. We get a playoff appearance out of uh, Terry McLaurin. We get a playoff appearance out of Jonathan Allen, who's one of my favorite players because we he went to Stonebridge. Go Bulldogs! Uh, we get Alex Smith in the playoffs in a DC uniform. That's a that's a very memorable year. Come on, this has got to be one of the most. Me- the last two times a coach has te- taken a team to the playoffs with a losing record, both times it's been Ron Rivera. If got, I don't know if he's the best at it, but last time he did it, the very next year he went 15-1. and one. Listen, I'm not saying we're going to go 15-1 and one next year. I'm saying we have figured it out. We have our coach. I, I am confident that we have our coach. I don't know if we have our quarterback, but I know we have our coach. And I know we have our team president, Jason Wright. I know we have our defense. We have a very, very solid foundation heading into 2021. I'm very excited about it. Now, look, were the Eagles trying to throw this game? Honestly, I was watching last night and thinking, yes, they were trying to throw the game. Doug Peterson pulled Jalen Hurts uh, for Nate Sudfeld during the third quarter because he wanted a look. He's like, he deserved some snaps. Nate deserved some snaps. What did he do to deserve some snaps? The dude's never started an NFL game. He's only played in three games in five NFL seasons. Uh, what was there to see? He's been on your roster for four years. <laughs> you've seen plenty of them the last four years. Come on, you've seen Nate Sudfeld. You know that Jalen Hurts is ten times better than him. I could understand if you're like, well, the season's over, the game's over. Well, the game wasn't over, by the way, but the season's over. We have nothing to play for. We don't want to get Jalen Hurts injured. Well, I mean, yeah, we were beating the crap out of them off on their offense, but that's still the best option you have a quarterback. At least give your fans some semblance of we're trying to compete. We're not trying to throw this game for competitive reasons because we want a top six draft pick. But I can understand that. And then you know what? I can also – I'm having a hard time understanding the – outrage for Giants fans it's hard I know to miss the playoffs but you went six and ten you went one and three in your last four games okay you had the 31st ranked offense in the NFL Doug Peterson owes you nothing Giants you stunk this year you have one of the worst starting quarterbacks in all of pro football in Daniel Jones okay you have one of the worst GMs in all of football in Dave Gettleman your head coach Joe Judge yeah you probably have a future with him but Six and ten. I mean, you got double-digit losses like every year the last decade, except for one year. Come on, you did the same. You had the second. You had the second fewest scoring offense in the NFL. You scored the second fewest points in the league. Quarterback was awful. Uh, threw eleven touchdowns in fourteen games. That's not going to get it done. You went six and ten. Six and ten teams don't make the playoffs. They never have. Never has a six and ten team made a playoff. It's not your it's not the Eagles' fault that you had to go six and ten and depend on a division rival to win or to lose to make the playoffs. Okay, and you can't go one and three down the stretch. And your three-game losing streak right before yesterday's game against Dallas, guess what? You only scored two touchdowns in three games. 
You didn't deserve to go in. Your defense isn't as good as Washington's. Your offense isn't as good as most people's in the NFL. This happens in Week 17 all the time, by the way. Teams that take starters out. Uh, the Steelers did it to the Dolphins yesterday. The Steelers had nothing to play for. Or they didn't have a ton to play for, actually. They could have had the number two seed, but just didn't get it. And they decided that we were going to bench Ben Roethlisberger. We're going to bench TJ Watt and all of our starters and uh, allow the Browns to win. Well, if the Browns lose, the Dolphins get into the playoffs. But the Browns were going up against a team that had nobody. And they won. Uh, so the Steelers did it to the Dolphins. The Dolphins fans, I didn't hear any of them sound off. Like they were all pissed off. Obviously, it was amplified because this game was on national TV because they took Hurts out for Sudfeld on Sunday Night Football. Everybody's throwing a fit over it. But guess what? It's it's week 17. These things happen. You rest, guys. If you're not in it or if you have nothing to play for, sometimes you just pack it in. It's the last game of the year. It's our last half of the year. We know we're not going to the playoffs, or we know we're not going to get any better uh, playoff seating. Time to just throw it in the tank. Dolphins had to win, but the Browns did too. That, that same scenario happened yesterday, except no one's talking about it because it wasn't an NFC East team. So, sorry, Giants. You had the second worst offense in the league. You were 6-10. and 10. You were 6-10. and 10. You were 1-3 and three down the stretch. This happens. But Doug Peterson owes you nothing. Don't get mad at him. Don't get mad at the Eagles because they didn't owe you anything last night. And, and, and what's funny is people are like guaranteeing that if they kept Jalen Hurts in, they win. Jalen Hurts before exiting was seven of ten of uh, seven of twenty with an interception and his passer rating was at twenty-five. Okay, he was awful. There's no guarantee they win. Maybe he got benched for performance issues. I know he scored two rushing touchdowns, but he was awful. So, you know, say what you want. But it, it was not pretty yesterday for Philadelphia. Sorry, Giants. It was not pretty for Washington. But they're the division champs. And they will take on the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and Tom Brady at FedEx Field next week. That is a very surreal sentence that I just said. I had no idea that I'd say something like that a year ago today. Uh, but here I am. What a world we live in. How great is football? So congratulations to the Washington football team. They are now division champs every year that they have been a member of the Washington. They've been known as the Washington football team. By the way, in the last nine years, I just would feel like twisting the knife on Giants fans even more. The last nine years, division titles, Dallas has three, Washington, uh, Philadelphia has three, Washington has three, Giants have zero. Giants haven't won the division since 2011. Sorry, you're just not a good franchise anymore. All right, moving on, I wanted to talk about this. So uh, there are plenty of seasons where we uh, it, it, 13, 14 weeks, we know there's the best team. Okay, I remember 2011, the Packers were the best team in the NFL through like 13, 14 weeks. They were unstoppable. They ended up going 15-1 and one that year, okay? I think going 15-1 and one is very hard because when you're 14-1, and one, oftentimes you've already locked up the number one team. You rest a bunch of guys week 17. So to go 15-1, and one, that's very difficult. But the Packers were like great for 13, 14 weeks, but you were starting to see some flaws in their game over the last month. And that's when the Giants, speaking of the Giants, 2011, started to make their rise. By the end of the season, you looked at the Giants and thought, okay, this team is really good. They can really play. And the Giants ended up riding that momentum into the playoffs, and they ended up winning a Super Bowl. The Packers ended up going one and done. I'm seeing very, very similar outcomes 
this season. The Buffalo Bills are the best team in the NFL. It's official. They are not better than Kansas, or Kansas City is not better than Buffalo anymore. I think they're better than Green Bay. I think they're the best team in the league. They did not listen yesterday's game against Miami. They had nothing to play for. I mean, they had something I know, but they were they had the inside track on the number two seed. They were going to get it no matter what. They did not have nearly as much to play for. Miami had everything to play for. The Dolphins had everything. They they win. Their chances of making the playoffs are very good. Bills rested some of their starters. A lot of defensive starters sat in this game. They were like, we're not going to, we're probably not going to play Josh Allen much. And the Bills hung almost 60 on one of the best defensively coached teams in the NFL. A division rival. They hung nearly 60 on them. That's frightening. They are scary. And I think they can beat anybody in the NFL. I do think out of the AFC, they have the best chance to win the Super Bowl. Better than Kansas City. I think they would beat Kansas City today. I think they would actually handle Kansas City today. They're better than the Chiefs at this point in the season. And I love the Chiefs. I love Patrick Mahomes. But Josh Allen is playing the best football I've seen a quarterback play in a very long time. The last month of the season, he was terrific. Bill's all-time single-season passer. Okay, that's a big accomplishment. He's been to the playoffs twice in three years, including back-to-back. That's hard for a Bills quarterback. Okay, the Bills hadn't been in the playoffs in 18 years. Now with Sean McDermott, they made the playoffs three out of four years. That's quite the accomplishment. They scored the second most points in the NFL behind a top three quarterback. Okay, it's it's Rodgers, it's Mahomes, and it's Josh Allen. And you could probably flip-flop Allen and Mahomes if you wanted. They got a top three receiver in Stephon Diggs, arguably the best play caller in the NFL, Brian Dable, who I think will be a head coach next year. And they have one of the best head coaches in the NFL, Sean McDermott. And defensively, I think they're about as solid as they come. They're very solid defensively. You saw what they did yesterday to Tua. They were great. They are slaughtering great defenses. Look at their last five, five games. They've blown out all five of their games the last five weeks, and it's against San Francisco. Pittsburgh, Denver, New England, and Miami. Those defenses are all solid. More than solid. Even New England. Even San Francisco. Even Denver. Even the teams that aren't in the playoffs. Those have, they have solid defenses. And Josh Allen torched all five of those. Gosh, it's, it's frightening. They are going to be an absolute problem in the playoffs. I'm here for it. I love the Bills. Look, I have ties to Buffalo. My mom grew up in Buffalo. My uh, grandparents on my mom's side lived in Buffalo till their 30s. I still have family that live out in Buffalo. Look, I have much love for the city of Buffalo, New York, and all the surrounding cities uh, like Chautauqua County, uh, Lackawanna, uh, Niagara Falls, uh, you know, uh, all the Lockport, all of the places around uh, Western New York. I've got a lot of ties and, uh, you guys deserve this Super Bowl this year, and I will be rooting for the Bills if Washington cannot pull it off miraculously. They're going to be a problem in the playoffs. I'm here for it. It's fun to watch. The Bills have become the most fun team to watch. They're also the best team to watch because they're the best team in the league. All right, this is our last good, bad, and ugly of the NFL season. We will not do one in the playoffs because there won't be nearly as much good, bad, or ugly. Lots of plenty of all three 
uh, and this will sort of be a wrap-up of the season because a lot of teams have played their last game of the season. So plenty of good, plenty of bad, a whole lot of ugly things change from week to week. Uh, but now that we're in week 17, it's time to summarize some things. So here we go. Here's the good. What was good? Derrick Henry is the best running back in the NFL. You saw him yesterday, 250 yards. He has <laughs> he has five 200-yard rushing games in his career. All of them have come against division rivals. Three of them have come against Houston. He's had three 200-yard rushing games this season. He officially got to 2,000 rushing yards on the year, fifth most rushing yards in a single season in NFL history. I'm telling you right now, he's been in the league five years. That's a Hall of Famer. Derrick Henry looks like a Hall of Fame running back right now. He's led the league in rushing on back-to-back years, rushing touchdowns back-to-back years. And that's a football player right there. He looks to me like the best running back in the National Football League. And he's been that way for a couple of years now. And I think he looks like a Hall of Famer. And the Titans, Ryan Tannehill will be the first to thank Derrick Henry on a 2,000-yard season because he's making Tannehill that much better as well. So hats off to Derrick Henry. He was absolutely sensational yesterday. He's been sensational all year. And he'll be a problem for the Ravens yet again like he was last year in the playoffs. All right, uh, who else was good? Aaron Rodgers threw four more touchdowns. He locked up MVP, in my opinion. 48 touchdowns, five interceptions, did it at 37 years old. Despite his team in the first two rounds of the draft not drafting anybody that the Packers could have used this season, they drafted a third-string running back and they drafted a third-string quarterback with their first two picks. Aaron Rodgers had no more help than he did a year ago, and he ended up throwing 48 touchdowns, five picks. He went 13-3 and for the second straight year. I think he's the best quarterback talent of my life. That includes Mahomes, and that includes Dan Marino. He locked up MVP. He's going to be the MVP. He's going to win his third MVP. He's absolutely amazing. I don't know how he does it every year. Uh, Devontae Adams is really the only reliable receiver that they have. I know they've got other guys that can play that are capable, uh, but for the most part, you know, they are a bit limited let's just put it that they're a bit limited on offense but Aaron Rodgers makes it work kudos he's absolutely amazing all right um what else was good Justin Herbert he's the first rookie quarterback with 30 touchdown passes uh he set rookie records for total touchdowns passing touchdowns completions 300 yard passing games multi-touchdown passing games three score touchdown games uh, I think he's already a top eight quarterback in the NFL. Get this man a head coach. Once he has a head coach, Justin Herbert will be MVP of the NFL in short order. I mean, what were the concerns about him coming out of the draft? He's far too conservative. Okay, he's got an okay arm, uh, doesn't test any defenses downfield. Boy, did he put all three of those things to rest. He's better than Tua. Uh, I think he's already better than Joe Burrow. Um. The Chargers have a legit – it must be comforting for the Chargers knowing that they can do whatever they want the next few years. They got their quarterback for the next decade, 12 years. Okay, they've they they, they they've figured that out. And that's, in my opinion, one of the biggest things you have to figure out. So now you got to go get a head coach. All right, uh, what else was good? Chase Young, I'm partial, but he's going to be defensive rookie of the year. Seven and a half sacks, four forced fumbles, three fumble recoveries, one touchdown. He's an amazing football player, absolute beast on the field. Uh, Gets, I mean, he's in the backfield in short order. I mean, he's, you know, you try and think of comparisons. Lawrence Taylor is too big of a comparison because Lawrence Taylor might be the greatest defensive player of all time. Julius Peppers and Ray Lewis. How about those for comparisons? I watch, I've watched both of those guys 
and I watch Chase Young and I see Ray Lewis, I see Julius Peppers, I see a guy that could end up being a Hall of Famer. He's abs- I'm biased, but he's amazing. And you saw him yesterday. He had a sack and a forced fumble and a couple tackles for losses against Philadelphia in the biggest game of his life. Great job. Amazing. Uh, what else was good? I'm going to go Cleveland Browns. They're in the playoffs for the first time since 2002. Uh, I'm very happy for that fan base. It's really good for the NFL to see the Browns in the playoffs. Uh, I'm very happy. That's one of the most tortured fan bases in all of the league. They went 11 and five. I'm very happy for them. Um, look, they have the best running game in the league outside of Tennessee. They have an excellent pass rush. They have a stellar offensive line and their quarterback is playing really good football. Finally. Okay. He's safe. He's not throwing picks. I think he's one of the most solid options in the league right now. And all in all the Browns got to give him credit. I mean, this is, this is a very exciting football team to watch and and they're going to be forced to be, I, I give them an outside chance to beat, beat the Steelers next week. I really do. All right, uh, what else is good? Stefan Diggs was really good this year. In fact, he was great. I've never seen a team win a wide receiver trade the way Buffalo won this trade. He led the league in catches and yards. He's a pro bowler for the first time in his career. Truly the catalyst to the most surprising and most efficient offense in the NFL this year. Stefan Diggs, he was great. The Bills, he made them look like geniuses for trading him to the Bills. I mean, he was absolutely astounding. Love and love Stefan Diggs. I think he's one of the best receivers in the NFL, and Buffalo will be a problem in the playoffs because of him partially. And lastly, what was good? This year, the old guys were really good. I'm talking Tom Brady, Phillip Rivers, Drew Brees, Aaron Rodgers, and Alex Smith. I already talked about Aaron Rodgers, but Tom Brady this year threw 40 touchdowns, led Tampa to their playoffs for the first time in 13 years. Phillip Rivers. Back to the playoffs for the first time in a couple of years. No one thought, I mean, the Colts were dead in the water a year ago, and so was Phillip Rivers. Seemed like a match made in heaven this year. Drew Brees passed 80,000 yards this season, over 570 touchdowns. The Saints are 12 and 4, and the, no one's talking about the Saints heading into the playoffs, but I like them. They're playing Sunday against Chicago. Give them a, give them a really good chance against an 8 and 8 team. Alex Smith led his team to a division title against all odds. Got to give Alex Smith credit. Coming all the way back, name the Comeback Player of the Year award after Alex Smith at this point. there's, I mean, there's no other option. All right, uh, so the good. Derrick Henry, Aaron Rodgers, Justin Herbert, Chase Young, the Browns, Stephon Diggs, and the old quarterbacks of the NFL. So what was bad? The 49ers, okay, they went 6-10 and 10 this year, but I'm going to focus on Kyle Shanahan. When Jimmy Garoppolo plays, Kyle Shanahan is a 22-8 and eight head coach. Without Jimmy Garoppolo, he is 7 and 27. This is approaching make or break status for Kyle Shanahan next year in San Fran. He can't win without Garoppolo. I think he's a fine head coach, but I think he's way too cocky. You know, I think he believes in himself a little bit too much, but without his quarterback, he's 20 games under 500. With with them including the playoffs, 24 and 9, went to a Super Bowl. Without him, has yet to make the playoffs. We love our coaches, but we need quarterbacks more than we need coaches sometimes. All right, um, what else is bad? Trubisky was bad. Reports came out yesterday morning by Adam Schefter that the Bears may want to keep Mitchell Trubisky around uh, if they win the game. They didn't win the game. They got blown out at home. Uh, they still found a backdoor way into the playoffs via a Cardinals loss. Uh, not sure after yesterday if they're going to keep Trubisky or if they should keep Trubisky. I would say no, but they're in the playoffs. 
Got to be happy about that. Second time in three years under Nagy and Trubisky, but it's not because of Trubisky. Uh, what else is bad? Drew Locke. I was kind of high on him entering the year, but uh, not anymore. He led the league in picks. He was bottom five in pass rating, bottom three in completion percentage. You know, I think a perfect exam- a perfect comparison of Drew Locke is Jay Cutler. He's cocky, got a huge arm, but is inaccurate with it, and he's a horrible leader. Drew Locke just seems to me like a bad leader. Jay Cutler was one of the worst leaders in NFL history. Drew Locke seems like, and they're both just arrogant, pompous, cocky, and they don't have the game to back it up. So Drew Locke and the Broncos, uh, Broncos need to be going back to the drawing board because the coach is not going to withstand another different quarterback before he makes a decision or before John Elway makes a decision on Vic Fangio. All right, so the bad 49ers, Trubisky, and Drew Locke. What was ugly? So the Jaguars and the Jets have already fired their coaches. Uh, it was an ugly season for Jacksonville, but help is on the way. Trevor Lawrence is coming. They'll probably get a really not top-notch head coach. In my opinion, that's the best head coaching position in the NFL. But this is why it's ugly for the Jets. They had nothing. I mean, they they were supposed to go 0-16 and get Trevor Lawrence. Okay, help was going to be on the way. And then when they land the number one pick, the Jets automatically become an amazing coaching destination. But what happened? They won two of their last three games, and nobody cares. They're going to get the second overall pick, but who cares? Yo, you get Justin Fields? Yeah, when's the last time an Ohio State quarterback worked out in the NFL? Just ask Washington fans. This was a dispiriting season for the New York Jets, and unfortunately that's what it's become because they are probably the most tortured franchise in the NFL now that the Browns have found success, now that the Jaguars have the number one pick. The Jets just can never get it right, and I'm sorry to all you Jets fans. Uh, the Dolphins, that's ugly. Tua just ain't working. It's time to use that top three pick on a quarterback. They have the number three overall pick via a trade for the from the Texans. In the biggest game of his life, he threw three horrible interceptions, 63 pass rating, was blown out by 30. Look, he just seems small. He's, his arm strength is average, injury prone, and he doesn't throw on the run very well. And I don't think he's as accurate as we all were hoping he would be. I can already tell it's not going to work because here's the difference between him, Burrow, and Herbert. Everyone's saying, oh, he's just a rookie. Give him time. Yeah, Joe Burrow stepped in week one on a very bad Bengals team and found a way to make them competitive and relevant. Justin Herbert on a terrible Chargers team won six of 15 starts. That's that's a, that's that's an accomplishment. Tyrod Taylor wouldn't go six and nine with this roster. And Justin Herbert set rookie records across the board, second most passing yards by a rookie quarterback, most rookie touchdowns. And and he was given, he was like, here you go. One day, like seconds before kickoff, here you go, here's the team. Same thing happened to Kyler Murray last year. Here you go, here's an awful roster. Take us to the playoffs. Not Kyler Murray's fault. It's happened. And what the Dolphins do? They gave him a half season to prepare. Then they threw him out there and said, here you go, Tua. We're going to give you a playoff caliber team. And he messed it up. He missed the playoffs. And he looked bad doing it. They had to bail him out twice this season for Ryan Fitzpatrick, who is no way, shape, or form a Hall of Fame quarterback. So it ain't working. It's not going to work. And the Dolphins need to really sit long and hard and think about a new quarterback this offseason. Um, this is more hilarious than ugly, but the Dallas Cowboys. I know they lost Dak, 
and I know that was a big problem in their season, but Mike McCarthy is an awful head coach. It's amazing that Aaron Rodgers was able to win a Super Bowl with him because Mike McCarthy stinks. They went 6-10 and 10 this year. They are the first team, them and the Giants, first meaningful team to play every game like it's a meaningful game all year and still go 6-10. and 10. They went 6-10 and 10 and every game meant something. That's hilarious. And Jerry Jones is going to look at that team and go, you know what? We went three and one in our last four. We we believe in our nucleus. We believe in our uh, system. We're going to go out and try and win it again next year. Okay? That And they're going to keep all their players that are just so thoroughly average, and it's going to be hilarious. They're going to extend Dak Prescott. They're going to be eight and eight again next year. It's hilarious. They're the gift that keeps on giving. I tell you what, I love being a fan of the NFCs because I love being in the same division as the Cowboys. Finally, the Texans. I mean, I don't know what else Deshaun Watson can do uh, to win games because he's done literally everything he can. Career highs all over the place, led the league in yards, career high in touchdowns with 33, and the Texans are 4-12, and and they don't get a first-round pick next year. I mean, that is rock bottom for that franchise. They were so poorly managed in Bill O'Brien's tenure it ain't even funny. And now they will pay for it. It's despicable what they have done to Deshaun Watson. It is very, very sad. And uh, I feel bad for him. He's an M- he, he would have been an MVP candidate had he been on any other roster in the NFL. So that's the ugly. The Jets, the Dolphins, the Cowboys, and the Texans. All teams. All ugly. And, and probably for the Dolphins, I'd probably just say Tua would be the ugly out of the Dolphins. But the Dolphins, I mean, they they – came out, and they looked terrible yesterday. 56-26 in the biggest game of your season. Yeah, that'll stick with Brian Flores for a while. Coaching job of the year, I tell you what, go from five, uh, tanking to 10-6 and six and almost in the playoffs, pretty good. And the Dolphins' future is bright. They just need a quarterback. All right, um, so that's all I got for you today. Uh, obviously, hail to the Washington football team. We'll be back tomorrow. It's Black Monday, like I said, around the NFL, which means that Guys are getting fired, um, so there's going to be a lot to talk about this week. Um, so I will be on the air, uh, hopefully, to talk about these things. And so, uh, yeah. Anyway, happy Monday. Happy Washington football team NFC East championship to all of you in Washington, D.C. And uh, stick it in your ear, New York Giants. That's all I got for you. It's the Java Show. I'm your host, Jacob Valier, and we'll see you later on in this week. Take care, everybody.